Coach, how you doing? Good. Yeah. We're tired, but I'm good. Ready to get this done finally. You go to Keith's last night? Yeah, I was over there. Who else? What's up? Um, Drew came over there and um, just Robin, just Robin and Drew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Upboarded me in the fifth wheel. You say what? And I said cruise, so I avoided being the fifth wheel. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't even like that. You know, it was it was just chilling, just talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's going on, Joe? Nothing much, man. KG, bro, what's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. KG, my man, my brother. All right, now I can't say much because I don't know how much Tim can edit out. But goddamn, my brother. Good, the Goodman brothers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> man, bro. Oh man, sound like y'all had a good um Friday. Take it. Oh man, you know what? Indeed, indeed. All right, so let's go ahead and start the show, man. Welcome to the Chronicles of Old Man Logan. I am your host, old man Logan, along with Hot Take Kenny, aka Big Chain Kenny, aka uh, West Side Kenny. Just you know, the man named Kenny, and Mister Joe Willie, aka Joe Kravitz, aka um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, aka yeah. Just, yeah, that's sometimes that's all you can do, you know. So, all right, guys, y'all ready to go ahead and dive into this new pay per view that WWE is debuting tonight? WWE Stomping Grounds. Yeah, that's on us now. Seth Rollins isn't on the cover of this, but all right. All right, all right. <laughs> but before we get into Stomping Grounds, uh, we did do uh, Superstar Showdown. So, is there anything? From Superstar Showdown, recap wise, y'all wanted to touch on before we go ahead and make our uh, predictions for this new pay per view. It's gonna sound bad. Uh, honestly, I think, uh, especially for Superstar Showdown, I only watched the matches I wanted to watch. And I didn't even watch the whole thing. And it's just because at this point, I feel like WWE is just not even trying anymore. They're just giving us pieces of things that they think that we might wanna watch. Sounds very sad, but I think that's honestly what they're doing. And at this point, I'm just like, nah, I'm only gonna watch what I want to watch. Like tonight, hopefully the matches that I want to watch and want to see are actually good. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to tune into the whole thing. Like really, like tune in to the whole thing. Mm, it's interesting, interesting. So, what were some of the matches from Superstar Showdown you was actually looking forward to? Anything with AJ Styles, I'm always looking forward to because I think he's amazing. I think he can wrestle a freaking seven-year-old that has no experience, and it would be an amazing match. It would be at least four-star, five-star match. Um, anything with uh, – I think I, I watched the um, Baron Corbin-Seth Rollins match. Um, yeah, I just don't like Baron Corbin as a wrestler. You know what? I take that back. I don't like Baron Corbin, period. Like, in any capacity – period. Even when he was in NXT and he wouldn't talk. like that That's my favorite Baron Corbin. When he wouldn't talk in NXT, that was my favorite version of Baron Corbin. That one right there. Like that one. Period. Just where like, he didn't talk. He came in, he wrestled. He had the one cool move. At the end of the day, it's a cool finisher and that was it. I was like, ah, I like him. And then he started talking. 
the challenge festival with Joe. And it was stupid at that point. So, yeah. No. Mm, interesting, interesting. What about you, KG? Like, WWE used to throwing shit on the wall and see if it sticks at this point. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I mean, Goldberg needed to retire. Last time I checked in any other sports capacity, once you're inducted to the Hall of Fame, that's it. You don't see Kobe coming back. Well, he's not eligible yet, but you don't see guys coming back in other sports. So WWE wants to market themselves as an actual sport. I don't need to see guys that are inducted in the Hall of Fame and, and women coming back to wrestle, especially when they've been past their prime for 15 plus years. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree on that. Goldberg is way past his prime. Uh, at this point, it's a uh, it's a risk to anybody that's in the ring with him, you know. And unfortunately, uh, this guy is a consummate professional. He's a uh, backstage general, as they say. Uh, but I think it is time for the Undertaker to move away from wrestling as well. I could wholeheartedly agree with that. I feel like WrestleMania 33 was a perfect send off for him. I don't Perfect. think he should have been coming back after that at all in any capacity except for to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the fact that the fact that he had to come back and wrestle for like Superstar Showdown, I, I get it. There's obligations that they have to oblige by just because they want to be able to put on a great show. But even the vibe of Superstar Showdown is like no one's really there to watch wrestling. Everyone's there to see who's the who's who in that country. Like that's all that really was about. Like no one's really there to be like. I want to really watch Jerry Chicken and Goldberg. First off, Goldberg, Goldberg should have been retired a long time ago. Should be done. And I, I agree with Hot Take Kenny. Like WrestleMania 33, that was the end of it. Like that, that's the gist of it. Let's leave it there. Let's put a pin in it at this point. Because the more they keep adding on different aspects of it, the worse it gets. I just feel like WWE is what isn't even trusting in their own talent at this point to be able to develop them, to be able to allow them to flourish, and to allow them to compete. Just, it's sad. It's just really sad because you know you didn't see the attitude era where they brought back Hulk Hogan because they didn't think they were gonna have like a, a certain line of tickets or anything. Like you never saw that. Like you didn't see them bring back like we're gonna have the Ultimate Warrior or whatever. And you know the, when, when they buy their contract, we bring them back. And there's like no, it's stupid. No, I hate it. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll be seeing. You know, the only the one thing I will say about the Goldberg thing, I think that that he was a, a special request from either the, the prince or whoever who, who who got this whole thing initiated as far as WWE going over there to do these events with them. And I think Goldberg was somebody he requested to be at that event. And that's really how we ended up with Goldberg and Undertaker. Uh, but even still, like, I and, and I told you guys this when we were at work, you know, if they were going to try to put that match together, they should have had a third wheel in there, somebody who could have carried that match, somebody that, uh, you know, would have been able to make both of these guys look good, you know, to the best of their ability. And, you know, it could have gotten over, I guess, much better than that that finish that they had where they damn near broke each other's necks trying to do their finishers. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could have you could have put a Roman there. I know Roman's not high on everybody's list, but you could have put him there as as opposed to doing that Roman Shane McMahon match. Um, you know, hell, you, Rusev wasn't there. You could have put Rusev back in the mix. You know, uh, he had that 10-second match with uh, Undertaker at the last, uh, you know, overseas event they did. Uh, the casket match, you know, um, just anybody would have been, you know, better than just trying to have these guys who are well past their prime 
carry on not just have a, a, a match but a main event match you know what I'm saying that you're closing your show out with so I, I you know I don't know who thought that that was the grand idea to have those two by themselves out there like it was just all good but you know it is what it is but um so hopefully now that we got that out of the way I was you gonna know, add we- one more thing to that just last perspective on that um mm-hmm. there's also no heat behind that it's just we're gonna throw them in there like Undertaker and Goldberg have never had any act- interaction before but a few years ago right when they had that face off at the end of Raw leading up to the Royal Rumble it's just like I, I like seeing two legends potentially but like give me two legends that are not that should have retired basically five years ago arguably yeah yeah, and they didn't make an emphasis with this with uh, Sting. Once they finally got Sting in the WWE ring, everybody was clamoring for that. Everybody just knew, okay, that's the WrestleMania match. We're finally going to see it happen. And we got Trips versus Sting, and Trips went over too. So, yeah, it yeah. was crazy, man. You know, Triple H missed the whole invasion angle, so he has to go over every former WCW superstar when he has a chance. Right. So that that point, I was like, was that a trips call or was that a Vince call? Just because it's like, all right, Ted Turner hasn't been in the wrestling business for X amount of years now. So like, why are we still trying to bury WCW and you own the shit? Well, I don't understand. I I don't get it. And from a standpoint that I get, you didn't want to keep having Triple H be a jobber in a sense when WrestleMania rolls around uh, because he lost to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Uh, Roman went over him at WrestleMania 32. Seth went over at WrestleMania 33. I want to say, um, did he have that Taker went over two WrestleManias in a row, 27 and 28? So it's like, mm-hmm. maybe that's why you give Triple H maybe a WrestleMania or two off. So that way, if he does come back and lose, like you could afford for him to have that loss. And maybe that's what their thought process was. But if you wanted Sting to go over and you didn't want to do Taker, you could have did Sting and Bray. I mean, they keep dropping Bray out anyway. Right. Gimmicks are kind of, you know, got that dynamic. But. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting process going on with uh, WWE right now, man. I hope they figure it out. You know, they they have everybody going and looking at these alternatives. The other, you know, wrestling promotions aren't afraid to go and book at these bigger, you know, what I'm saying uh, venues that normally, traditionally, WWE would be like the only you know uh wrestling you know business that could go and sell these places out but now you got new japan venturing back in here into the states doing you know uh special events here you know you got got aew that's taking off and everybody's just clamoring to try to get over there you know what i mean and and, and you know ready to get in the crown already so you know and then you got roh and you still have uh what's the other one i'm missing you know impact is still around you know i've heard they've been having actually some good matches on impact i just can't find the time to watch Impact right now. Mm, plus, nobody really has pursuit or whatever that is. Whatever. Yeah. Time, I, that, caught, that's, uh, I caught I caught something on YouTube with uh with like it was like a uh, there goes like a intergender match where it was like Tessa Blanchard and like Chris Evans or somebody or some Evans boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. That match was good. That match was really really good. And uh, T- Tessa Blanchard is a fourth generation superstar. Uh, Telly Blanchard is her uh, dad, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that match was really good. Like they're like, don't don't get it twisted. We're not like anti WWE or anything, but the product is just 
not where it needs to be. Especially if you've been the bit, if you've been the top dog for a while, you need to know how to stay at top. And I feel like once WCW was gone, it was like, all right, well, there's nothing else. We can just do whatever we want at this point. You know what I mean? Right, right. And they haven't had any competition in a long time. So, right. you know, I think the competition is going to end up being good for them. You know, they just have to be willing to, you know, uh, put egos aside and put the right people in place and just go ahead by executing. They got more than enough talent on their roster to compete and stay at the top if they just actually do some things differently than they have been doing in the past because you've been able to you've been the only game in town basically so now having this potential you know what i'm saying competitor it's gonna you know what i mean it's gonna force them it, it, it's it's starting to force them now but we'll we'll definitely see with battleground the results of this not battleground shit uh stomping grounds uh yeah. Yeah. Same shit. yeah but uh, let's go ahead and get into it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just wanted to do a quick recap of uh, Superstar Showdown because we didn't get to touch on it uh, when it came out. So without further ado, we are going to jump into the Cruiserweight Championship match that is taking place. That'll most likely be, uh, you know, on the pre-show. Champion Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. Triple threat for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, Akira Tozawa is a former champion. Uh, I remember they randomly took it off Neville when he was in the midst of his run as a king of the cruiserweights, and they put it right back on Neville. That was a little awkward. They went with Titus Worldwide. I didn't understand that at all. Randomly took him out of Titus Worldwide. Uh, Gulak was actually kind of getting over when they had him with Enzo for that little cup of coffee. Um, when he was doing his whole bullet point thing or PowerPoint presentation, should yeah. I say? Um, I'd like to see possibly him go over just because it's like certain guys, it's like, are you going to keep, how long are you going to keep them with 205 Live without doing anything with them, without pushing them? Because like, he seemed like he was in line for a push about a year ago. So that would be my best guess for him to go over. Tony Nice, uh, I think they call him, his nickname is Premier Athlete. He had a solid match last pay-per-view against uh, Rhea Davari. Like, at first, the crowd wasn't into it. There was a few boring chants. Uh, by the end of it, they kind of got the crowd into it. So, uh, I don't know. They've been – sometimes they've been throwing the cruiserweights on the actual pay-per-view because the last time they were. But, like you said, it, it probably will end up on the pre-show. I'm going to put Gulak, though. Okay. Okay, what about you, Joe Willie? Um – Honestly, they're probably not going to take it out for Tony Nese. Um, they really want to start pushing him. What I'm noticing is that the, the two former staples and like uh, the division, they kind of want to move up because I think someone slowly is like, yo, put some of these guys in a group that they actually have to a la Ali um, at one point. Uh, you must be driving, sir, because you're kind of going in and out now. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I'm trying to think of the, the Cruiserweight champion. I have the heart of the Cruiserweight division, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but um, but I, I think at this point, I think at that, I think at this point, they're figuring out that utilizing these guys is really important. And I think Tony Meeks is that next next step guy. Uh, Gulek had a little rivalry um, in NXT about with Kushida, which was actually decent. Um, they had a really good submission match, which was actually pretty decent. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with, um, I think because of utilizing him so much, I would like to go with Gulak, but I have a feeling that Tony's going to 
the Titans. I'm going to score with Tony Ace at this point. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of with y'all on the uh, Gulak uh, thing. I think it's more entertaining when you got a heel that's champion and, and you have the uh, face in pursuit of the title. Uh, like Kenny said, uh, he had, you know, a lot of heat when he was running with Enzo. You know, he was um, definitely on the come up at the time. And then that kind of just went away. I haven't really paid too much attention to 205 Live. I know they had got, um, what's my man named? Buddy Murphy. And he was champion for a bit. And that's who Tony Nese won it from. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think they just kind of need to put that title on somebody. Tony Nese, he looks good. You know, like you said, premier athlete. But nobody's talking about him. At least I don't hear about him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really know. If that experiment as him being champion is really working out, you know, the way they probably was expecting it. But uh, I think even if you keep uh, Tony in the, the uh, Cruiserweight Championship picture, having a, a, uh, a strong heel that could draw heat and draw some attention, you know, Drew Gulak is probably who you're going to go with. Akira's been there before already. Like Kenny said, he was he was champion before, right? Yeah. Yeah, he took it off Neville yeah. uh, on an episode of Monday Night Raw, I think, and then like they randomly dropped it right back to Neville, like on a pre-show at some. Okay, okay, so yeah, so so you know, it, it, he might be a dark horse pick for some, you know, to win, but uh, I think uh, Drew Gulak has this in the uh, in the bag for stumping grounds. And the only reason, another reason why I'm going to go with Gulak is because they, you know, they moved Chad Gable to 205 Live, so yeah, uh, I could see them having him be a, maybe a transitional champion for, to get Chad Gable the title because it was like they had to do something with him he's probably easily one of the most underrated wrestlers they have on the roster yeah I agree I agree and that's that's I was sitting here trying to remember who just went to 205 Live and and that would have been a, a good feud you know that was going to bring some attention to the to the 205 brand and it was it was Chad Gable so yeah that, I, I'm looking forward to that and then who better than Drew to go back and forth with, with Chad, you know what I mean? Who is, as Stone Cold loves to say, a white meat baby face. So, you know. But uh, yeah. uh, this is where I would have loved to have still seen, like, said Alexander and Buddy Murphy still down there with a Chad Gable and with everybody else that we just mentioned in this triple threat, where it could have just been like, all right, these guys will really get this going if you get rid of that damn purple belt and give them some promo. <laughs> right. And, right. Like an actual, an actual push for them, just because Seth Alexander is an athlete who can really wrestle, and so can Buddy Murphy. Like people forget, Buddy Murphy um, was with uh, what's his name in NXT or whatever. Murphy and Blake, Blake, the tag, and they had a hell of a match with the Vaughn Billings. You know what I mean, like that, like he's a great wrestler or whatever. And then you add um, Gulak or and you can you can put anybody in the next, honestly. Even Leo Rush at one point had a good match with all three of those guys. So, like all that, like all that said, like move the belt out of the way, put it a legit belt, and let's see what happens. Like United States Championship, Intercontinental Championship, get these guys decent promos, give them a little heat or whatever. Add a really badass heel. Oh man, now we work with work with Greece and they like sweet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? All right, all right. So there we have it. That is the Cruiserweight Championship match. Let's move on to the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The New Day being Big E and Xavier Woods, not Big Kofi, because Kofi has his WWE Championship match later on in the night. 
Well, since they're using this whole wild card rule thing, um, you could get some momentum going by having Kale and Sammy go over, and then potentially having them go after one set of the tag titles, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. Uh, New Day as a tag team can't go wrong either way having them go over because it's like they've done almost everything there is to do as a tag team, the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. I believe they're five time champions. Yes. Uh, it's it, I'm guessing they might throw this one on the pre-show though, because I don't know if you're gonna have two tag team matches on the main card with both with uh, one of them being a non-title match. Right. They could do that though. Um, but then again, because of the pop these guys and Carol and Sammy are have been positioned as two of the top heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also have this on the card, and maybe the SmackDown tag team titles, which I know you'll get in, we'll get into later. Maybe that's the pre-show just because of who the challengers are. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with KO and Sammy, though, because, like I said, even though Big E's coming back from an injury and usually try to protect guys, take loss, you always have Xavier take that pinfall loss. Um, and like I said, I, I would like to see them both build some momentum, some momentum with KO and Sammy because otherwise, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of turning Sammy heel because they didn't touch the battles that first time before both of them got injured last year. I think um, I, I totally agree with KG. I would, and I honestly, and not, not no, not no uh, shade against New Day, I would like to see K, uh, KO and Sammy go over. First off, KO is one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. I love that guy. Secondly, I think it does build up the momentum to get to the uh, actual titles. Um, and them being positioned as uh, Hot Take said as the top heels that's the best route for them I don't think it benefits New Day in any shape fashion or form to go over at all because they're already over they're hot you can put them you can put them against anybody and and unless you're building a story where there's going to be like an epic heel turn by one of those guys at this point it might as well just be KO and Sammy go over all right, uh, I'm in total agreement with you guys about this in terms of KO and Sammy going over in this particular match. Uh, New Day doesn't really lose any steam. Uh, this only helps to continue to propel that feud, and maybe it could be, become a uh, championship, you know, title, you know, match down the line. I don't know if they got any plans to take the SmackDown titles off of uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan right now, so maybe. You know, like Kenny said, with the wild card rule, you can see KO and, and Sammy maybe challenge uh, the revival for uh, the Raw titles. And, you know, even though, the, you know, nothing against the revivals, but KO and Sammy is going to bring a lot more visibility to the Raw uh, tag team titles. And I just looked on the card and there are no way to be found. They're not even having a match tonight. So <clears throat> uh, that being said, I think... You know, uh, landslide, we going, all of us have said it, uh, with uh, KO and Sami Zayn, who, who have de- they've definitely been on fire. And even if you want to have some kind of chicanery resulting in them getting the W, maybe have Dolph run in and super kick one of the guys, you know, helping, you know what I mean, to try to see if he can get some help, you know, in his match later on in the night. Something along those lines, just to keep it stirring and keep the, keep the feuds interesting that's, that's in place right now, because I do think the Dolph feud with Kate uh, with Kofi is the is the way to go right now, and I do think KO and Sammy uh, with uh, Xavier Woods and Big E 
that's the way to, uh, to go and the best way to utilize them as well right now too yeah yeah I agree with you at that point and especially with like the Dolph Ziggler um, KO thing god I, I just I just his time is out that's so done with this, never mind gets the next match I can't even deal with it anymore <laughs> alright alright uh, KG did you have anything else you want to add before I move on or Oh, and then to piggyback off that, what you said about them getting more attention to the Raw Tag Team titles. No offense to the Revival. I don't know if it's the writing or what, but I just don't find them interesting as characters. Um, great wrestlers, though. Yeah. I'll say that. But, yeah. But when you got Kayla and Sammy, you got both. You got personality and you got wrestling. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a good Yeah, I agree with you. All right, all Speaking of the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, our SmackDown champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, are going to be facing Heavy Machinery. <laughs> Not even close. Here's the problem with the brand split and having two sets of tag team champions. These guys are basically a comedy act. Nothing wrong with comedy acts, but you can't hot shot the titles into a comedy act as soon as they debut on the main roster. It's right. just not good for the division. It's not good for ratings, I would think, because, I mean, you haven't even had the tag team champions featured at times on both shows. You definitely don't want to put it on an act where guys aren't even going to really know them. Like, at least we know Daniel Bryan. The casual fan knows Daniel Bryan. Even though he's a heel, they know him from the Yes Movement, mm-hmm. which kind of got popular in other sports. In baseball, they were doing it in hockey. I believe they even had it at a college basketball game. I saw someone miss the free throw. People were doing the Yes chant during Daniel Bryan's height of his popularity. If <laughs> um, Rowan... You have that enforcer. You have that dynamic of like that Sean and Diesel thing. Uh, it's just right now that makes the most sense to keep the titles on them because they had just got them anyway. Mm-hmm. And then like you could potentially have even you know even though we were talking about New Day not winning the title again about the wild card rules. So you know you can see KO and Sammy feud with somebody on Raw, maybe the Usos, and get a triple threat with the Usos or Revival. KO and Sammy on SmackDown into the spectrum. You could get. The new day, and that being Biggie and Xavier versus Brian and Rowan, so that's potential for that feud right there. If you have Brian and Rowan go over, yeah, agreed. Uh, I really don't have a I don't have a dog in this fight to be honest with you. Like I like heavy machinery, um, but I don't see them going over on DB and uh, Rowan. I just don't see it. Um, doesn't make any sense. Where's Luke Harper? Where's Luke Harper, guys? That's my question to the match. Where's Luke Harper? He's at home washing that shirt. I have no dog in this fight. Just go DB and DB and Eric Rowan. Matter of fact, that shirt and jeans are they've been clean for some months now. And I know, sweet lord. <laughs> They're just sitting there in the bag waiting, waiting to get that call to come in and do some taping somewhere. <laughs> Possibly an AEW. We'll see. We'll see. But back to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, honestly, I know Heavy Machinery was pretty popular in NXT. I really, you haven't really built them to be serious competitors. Like Kenny said, it's their comedy act. Basically, uh, 
you know, you got homeboy, the chunky cat. I don't know, I don't know which one it is, but he's doing okay. the, doing the worm, the worm, which is cool. You know, I, I have no problem with that. But you haven't really gave them the visibility, or you know, ridden them, you know, well enough leading up to stomping grounds for us to really care about. Oh, these guys are having a, a, a tag team title match at this pay per view. You know. Um, Back in the day, it would have been, you know, even if it was a slow build, you still would have got a build where you would have got some singles matches between the guys. You would have got some maybe some six man tag matches, you know, something leading up to it. Somebody running in on on the other guys match, you know, any of this kind of stuff to make the feud interesting and, and make you care about this match. This to match to me, you know, you're only putting the tag the smackdown tag titles there so we can have daniel bryan on this card you know that's that's how it feels to me and 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 you know rightfully so you want to have one of your biggest stars present he wasn't at the superstar showdown so you want to have him present definitely on that follow-up pay-per-view to try to make sure you get as much attention as possible to it but you know i as far as heavy machinery now it just doesn't do it for me and like Kenny said, they just got these titles. I, I think they're going to sit on uh, DB and Rowan's waist at least until SummerSlam. I don't necessarily see it going anywhere before then in terms of uh, DB and Rowan. Yeah, agreed. All right, all right. Um, Moving on from that, we're going to get into some mid-card championships. Uh, United States Championship champion Samoa Joe versus Ricochet match would have been better suited to happen on Monday Night Raw only because for time constraints I don't know if they're going to give them enough time to actually do anything uh, and if they get enough time I mean it's going to be a pretty good match You see it was kind of weird for them to take the title off Joe I know they did that rushed finish where because he had his nose busted open where they had Mysterio win the title even though it was a botched finish because uh, Joe's shoulders weren't even down so I that whole thing got rushed um, personally, if you're not going to do anything with Joe, I would leave the title on him as far as catapulting him into that main event scene. Because the next time he goes to the main event scene, I feel like he has to win a championship from a standpoint that he's getting up there in age and you can't keep putting guys in those positions, period, age, or, age aside, uh, where they go after the top championship and don't win it. Right. Ricochet on the other end does everything in the ring. It's, it's, it's a pleasure watching him, honestly. Uh, probably the best high flyer they've had since Ray. I, mean, I would say hands down. Since Ray was in his prime, should I say. Um, and honestly, Ray's prime is really in WCW, but he still had some moments in WWE. Uh, I don't think you could go wrong either way, but you also don't necessarily need two babyface mid-card champions because Finn has the title on SmackDown. So I'm going to go with Joe, let him keep it a little bit longer. I could see him eventually dropping it to Ricochet, just not tonight. All right, Joe Willie. I feel like with I feel like I feel like WWE has done a bad job with Samoa Joe, and the reason I say that is just because I don't know if everybody remembers that Great Balls of Fire match where he like whooped Brock Lesnar's ass for a little bit and then lost. Like that was actually pretty damn awesome. Like that was actually whoever came up with that idea was brilliant. That was a brilliant idea, whatever, to make Joe like the badass that he is. And then since then, it's been like little small stuff nothing major if I was the WWE I wouldn't take this title off of Samojo and I would legitimize it because of him and 
I feel like he should have won one match against that AJ rivalry, and I feel like he was like shafted a little bit because mm-hmm. AJ was kind of hot. But you know, because I think they did too soon. But um, I, I I know they're not going to take the title off from now, and I agree with um, Hot Take. They should have given this guy if they give these guys time. Oh, it's going to be a hell of a match. But if they don't give him any time, if they give him like a ten minute match, it's it's going to be shit, and Joe's going to go over and Ricochet will just be an afterthought so that'll be it at that point all right all yeah. right um i don't know man i kind of want like if if samoa joe was to lose tonight i think it would only be for them to propel him into the main event picture and give uh seth another viable uh guy outside of you know uh who he's been facing right now like you know it's and and truthfully i think you get the chance to revisit Samoa Joe and Seth, you know, with that whole injury thing, it'll be, you know, it'll be it'll be entertaining. You know, these guys can can have a great match together. Uh, you you switch the titles basically in terms of Joe and Ricochet, then Ricochet can have a ton of David versus Goliath esque feuds with guys like uh, Drew McIntyre, with guys like Bobby Lashley, with guys hell even with uh, Braun Strowman, you know, who's just kind of lingering in the in the in the wind right now. But, uh, you know, I think if you, you know what I'm saying, do change the title, it, it'll be a quick, it, it's, it's, it's too fast to be doing it right now because Samoa Joe has been giving that, that title a little more credit and credence, you know, just by having a Samoa Joe carry it. Um, Miz too, that's another guy, mid car. Uh, you, you, you give, uh, you give, um, uh, Seth, uh, another very strong competitor right now which is something that has been lacking and it's somebody that has great mic skills and you know to go back to what Joe was saying about Brock and um and the Samoa Joe match at Great Balls hey we all know this by now if Brock likes you he's gonna make you look like a million bucks Brock obviously likes Seth because he's been making Seth look like a million bucks <laughs> you know so um uh, you know it's just a matter of if he likes you or not If he, he obviously doesn't like Braun so Braun isn't around the title right now but uh, yeah, man, I think I'm gonna go against the grain on this one, and I'm gonna say Ricochet gets the W and becomes new U.S. champ uh, tonight. Well, you see, though, with Joe, I'm not against him. And Seth, he's being revisited around the around been around the summer. The last two years, they've been pushing Joe. He keeps coming up short. Going after he went after the Universal Championship in the summer 2017, as you guys referenced that great ball of fire match against Brock. Yeah, short. Uh, he's in the fatal four-way with Braun and Roman and Brock, and came up short. And then last year he came up short in the street against AJ. So it's like I think the next time you push Joe, you have to get the title on him. But I I feel like, and I'll get into the reason why later, that that's not the route I go just because you can't keep having him go up short. But I'll we'll revisit why I say that when you go to the the, the big non-title match for you. That's on the card. It's the biggest one, should I say? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there you have it on the U.S. title match tonight. Let's switch uh, gears for a second. Get to the ladies and start with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey, who is the champion, versus Alexa Bliss. Bailey, because it's been too many times Alexa Bliss has gotten. Alexa Bliss. Sorry, I'm. Ooh, that one. <laughs> Alexa Bliss has gotten pushed. Um. She's a good talker, don't get me wrong. But uh, 
Bailey needs a legitimate run for the standpoint that she didn't get one the first time. I mean, granted, everybody's not going to have these epic long title reigns, but at the same time, it's it's one of those things where it's like, how many times can you push that same person? And Alexa and Charlotte combined have won almost 15 women's championships. I don't, it's it's it's, it's too much. Uh, yeah, so Bailey hopefully goes over, and you could kind of experiment there with potential feuds. You got potentially Mandy Rose. You got Sonya. You can, I don't think they do this. You could even turn Ember Moonhill. So you got possibilities on SmackDown if you leave that title on Bailey. Uh, I am sick of Alexa Bliss going over on every single thing. It's the most annoying thing in the world. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. First off, when Bailey was like hot on the main roster, she lost it. it was to Alexa Bliss where she lost? Yeah, she to? lost it in her hometown. Mm-hmm. In her hometown to Alexa Bliss. WWE. Why? Like why? And then there was like no squash match, no rematch, right? It was just like I don't understand the premise here, what we're doing anymore as a company, like. Why, sweet God? This, this is terrible. No, if, I, I swear to you, if Alexa Bliss goes over, I'm flipped. I'm gonna lose it. I'm not gonna be happy. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm probably. I'm probably burning every WWE shirt I have. I promise you, I am. It's. It's just not okay. It's not okay. This has to stop now, immediately. Bailey has. Bailey's been on a great run, man. I, I honestly, I. I wasn't big into the whole hugger thing. Like, I, I, you know, I thought that was just a generic 80s-esque gimmick. You know what I mean? It's like, it's cool that, okay, you, you want her to be like this soul, this lovable girl or whatever. But I, I, I thought that was going to get old real quick. And for me, it did. I, I You know, not, nothing against Bailey. I, I just think I, it was one of those things where it, it kind of made her a, the Mick Foley, the Mick Foley of the... The, the four horsewomen, at least to me. Um, you know, since she switched brands, she's gotten this bit of a reboot. You know, she's shown some aggression. She's been able to, you know, have good solid matches. She went over on 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 Becky, you know, and took Becky's belt and ended the whole Becky two belts reign. Um, I, I definitely want to see Bailey carry this thing. If you were going to take the title on, the time would be SummerSlam, in my opinion. You could probably have some type of a surprise happen. Maybe that's when we'll see a, a one purple-haired girl return and turn on Bailey, and they could have uh, a great feud back and forth like they did down in NXT. Um, but yeah, man, as far as this match, uh, Alexa is she's just one of those placeholders. I think you know she she has the look that Vince loves. Apparently, you know we got Lacey up there right now, who you know apparently fits the mold as well of what Vince likes. So this is why she constantly gets the push that she gets but I think tonight Bailey has some good luck and Bailey retains and we go on from Alexa and she can keep sipping coffee at the you know top of the ramp just be blonde and busty you'll get pushed right right you you gain you can be super green you don't even have to you know be you know ready and you know what's uh, even funnier I don't know if you know obviously this is a personal choice she actually wasn't busty initially and she got implants i so did, so did charlotte um 
Yeah, because I, I heard it was a rumor they didn't even like Charlotte's look when she was signed initially. You know, now she's blind and implanting. She could always wrestle, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so what's the problem? So it's like, are you still back to pushing this eye candy thing? Because um, that's not good for the division if you're pushing this whole weird evolution thing. And and to me, KG, I think Vince was never 100% behind the idea of just promoting, quote-unquote, women's wrestlers if they didn't have the eye candy aspect to it. Like, think about back in the day, Lita and Trish Stratus, you know what I mean? They were great wrestlers. I still would give Lita the edge over the two of them in terms of wrestling ability, but they also fit that mold that Vince loves in terms of having that sex appeal, too. Yeah. So. You know, if, if, you know, like you said, before the implants, you know, before dying the hair, uh, they weren't too fond of, uh, of Charlotte, you know, until she did these things. And now, okay, it's, it, it clicks in his head. Okay, not only can she wrestle, oh, she has that look. I like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, 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 I think that's really how his mind works. I, I don't know, Vince. I've never talked to him a day in my life, but, you know, it just seems like he has certain things he, he wants to push in. That's what he pushes, but uh, I think Bailey has has the uh, advantage tonight, and we finally get away from Alexa grabbing the title at her leisure. I think it comes to a point where also with like, I go back to China when she was like really over like wrestling men, and when she won the title, there was like no women to compete, and then having to watch her demolish men and women. And she was dark hair. She was tall. She was not the norm or whatever. The Vince was like, "Well, I need to push somebody." So he like really started pushing Alexa. And really started pushing Lita. Um, had those like what was it those bra and panty matches that were like terrible. You know, type of, like you know, yeah. I don't know. I've I've never met Vince personally either. Like I don't I don't know the guy, but I don't get it. But it's okay. Nothing. It's all right. Yeah. Alrighty, moving on from the SmackDown women's title, we're going to move into the Raw women's title picture now with Becky Lynch, our champion, facing Lacey Evans. Oh, sweet mother of Zeus. Um, where do I even start? <laughs> Lacey should still be in NXT. I'll start with that. Um, she's way too green. That was... It'll go down. Her match against Charlotte and Raw is going to go down. It's one of the worst matches of the year. And that's saying <laughs> something because Charlotte is outside of a heel Sasha. I, I would say Charlotte's the best women's wrestler on the on the in the WWE roster, should I say. Um, she sandbagged Bailey on that Bailey to belly. Like, it's she's just way too green. And Jim Ross even said it before, you know, that it reminds him of when Vince wanted to call up Brock way too early. And he told him to leave Brock down in OVW, basically. And he did, and it worked. Um, say, there's no reason that Lacey should be on the main roster right now. you got to capitalize on Becky's popularity. And you mentioned Sasha. Honestly, I keep it on Becky, and I send Sasha back to Raw, or leave her on Raw. That'd be my SummerSlam match. You could potentially have the main event if you get a heel Sasha in there and make Becky more tweener-ish, you know, give her a little bit of her edge back. Seems like she mm-hmm. at times panders to the crowd. Not terribly, but at times she does. But So I've been going with Becky. I, I, I hope, fingers crossed, it's actually, she goes over. 
Alrighty, alrighty. Did Joe did Joe give his pick? No. For what? We just said uh this is the Becky versus Lacey match. Becky versus Lacey? Yeah. Yep. I want Becky, obviously. I don't want Lacey to win. Lacey's terrible. Good day. Next next subject. <laughs> All right, man. Uh you know, I, I, I do think Lacey has a good look. I do think with time uh to develop she can become, you know, one of the one of the, you know, uh, women wrestlers that that everybody will like. I like her finisher. Um, I just, you know, as Jim Ross said, and Jim Jim Ross has been around wrestling forever. It's just blatantly obvious, you know, Lacey shouldn't be in this particular role just yet. Um, so yeah, man, I think you know we can we can end this one quick and. It's all unanimous, uh, Becky Lynch. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of chicanery here where, you know, even if it was just for, you know, to the next pay-per-view, we see maybe Lacey somehow, some way, with some kind of interference, become women's champ. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I don't want it to happen. But yeah, now I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way I see Lacey winning. It's just, it, to me, it's more beneficial to have Becky go over because I don't really see how you bring Sasha back as a baby face with all the stuff that's going on. Right. So if Lacey goes over, who's really left on Raw? You don't want to put Natalia back in that spot. Right. Um, I'm just running, going down the rosters. Even though they introduced that wild card rule, you have possibilities there since, you know, technically Alexa Bliss is a member of Raw challenging for a SmackDown championship. So right. you could see maybe an Ember Moon come over right. and feud with Lacey. It's just, no, nah, it, it just wouldn't be good. Like, and in, in the meantime, maybe a placeholder for you, maybe after the match, or maybe tomorrow night on Raw, maybe you see the riot squad pop, pop, pop up back up on uh, TV. You know, maybe you go into Ruby and Becky or something. Right, right. I agree. I agree. That would be kind. Of, I, I would love to see Ruby and, and, and Becky, uh, as opposed to Lacey and Becky right now. Because uh, Ruby can talk too, so it's just she just doesn't have a look that appeals because of Vince having this mentality. There's no reason Ruby shouldn't either. She should either won the briefcase this year. Honestly, she's probably the most underrated woman dresser they have. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't in the match, but I feel like she should have been, and maybe they should have put the briefcase on her this year. There's right. a triple There's a triple threat match in NXT of Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and I believe... Uh, what's the name from Sadie? Thank you. Oh, Nikki. Nick Cross. Well, because they've actually split the Riot Squad up, so I'll rephrase that. But with this whole wildcard rule thing, they could still be a trio because uh, I believe Liv is on SmackDown. Yeah. Sarah's still on Raw. I believe Ruby didn't get moved either. But I like what they did with, because I think Liv is still green too, but I like what they did with that by putting her with experienced wrestlers um, in the Riot Squad. Um, and, and I believe that that would have been the route for Lacey if she was just going to be like Charlotte's understudy. That's the best way to go. Um, right. But I, I don't I don't like how they're pushing her just because she didn't even do anything in NXT. No, she had she had no match. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah, she didn't even have a takeover match. Right. No. And right. Right. So I don't understand the point. Like that's that's, that's all this is doing. I can, I can just see it. I can see the conversation now. Like, won't push Lacey Evans. No. No, Vince. It's a terrible idea. Now, hey, he, he's trying to get his second Charlotte before Charlotte goes off to Hollywood. He needs to get, he needs to, he needs to get his 
needs to make sure the first child is straight first before he gets second child. That's what he needs to do right now. Okay. Just just like homeboy down in NXT that's gonna be Roman 2.0. I, I can't think of his name right now. Uh are you talking about punishment Martinez? Yeah, yeah. But they rebranded him. They rebranded him as something else, though. I, I Damian Priest. That was terrible, by the way. Um, but I, no, Punishment Martinez. If you've never seen him wrestle, he's like a six-seven luchador mm. and a striker. So if him and Roman ever go are going to go at it, and Roman goes over, that's a problem because because <laughs> he's actually he's actually really really good in the ring. Um, promo promo wise, I'm not really sure. I haven't heard him do a promo as Punishment Martinez. I just know the ROH match that he had with, uh, I believe, it was with um, Dalton Castle, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Both of those matches, really good matches. So he, he's really good in the ring. So I'm not sure what they're going to do at this point. But he does like Roman 2.0. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Looks wise, not ability wise, just looks wise. You know, he, he, he favors Roman. So, I, you know, I just feel like certain people he's trying to have in place, you know, uh, it, just to step away from wrestling for a second. Like Ro- Roman has Hobbs and Shaw that's getting ready to come out, I believe, in August. And, yep. you know, that's going to pique Hollywood's interest. You know, that's why John Cena right now is contemplating retiring because his Hollywood schedule has him so busy. So, you know, all, all, all that you need to do really, you know, is get the attention of Hollywood. And once you do that, you're taking off from there. Just look what happened. Same thing with Batista. Uh, you know, once he went and did the little indie movie with Rob Van Dam, it was, you know, he hit the races from there. And Roman has that extra advantage by being in, you know, the guy of Hollywood right now in one of yeah. his movies, and that's Dwayne Johnson. So, you know, I just just forecasting there. Like I don't I really don't see Roman being around for maybe another five years if that. Yeah, and it was like Aquaman, so obviously it's not gonna last too long. So. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be craving by the third Spider-Man movie. There you go, yeah. exactly. But uh, speaking of the big guy, you know what I mean, the big dog. We have moved on to his match, uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Drew, and I'll say that because it goes back to what I was getting at with Samoa Joe. Uh, I'm thinking Seth drops the Universal Championship to him eventually. It's time to push Drew. He does everything you need a heel to do. He can cut his own promos. That's why it's so frustrating seeing him being put in this enforcer role with Shane McMahon being underutilized doing that. Yeah. Amazing in the ring. Uh, he got he developed himself into looking like a beast because, you know, you forgot how tall this guy was until he comes back towering over everybody. And I don't know if it's because he wasn't in the same shape he's in now. He had like more of an edge type thing where he was just like more lanky. Yeah. The last time. But I mean, the dude has everything. He has a look. He cuts promos, has amazing matches with almost like any type of style you put him with in terms of his opponent. So I'm going Drew only because I'm not saying he's going to be clean because they've been affiliating him with Shane and, and Elias, so you could see some type of outside interference again to cost Roman. Or an outlier could pop up. Maybe Roman's next shoot is against Andrade. Uh, play, you know, for uh, Extreme Rules. That would be... Uh, that's brilliant. Good, sh- good stuff. I like that. That would... Oh! I like that. That would be interesting. Mm. I like that. Is that, is that a hot take? 
I'd like to see that. I mean, because I think Andrade is going to get the IC belt, but I, I think that's going to be safe for SummerSlam. Maybe you do him, him and Finn straight out, or you throw Roman in there. Maybe it's a triple threat. Uh, I, oh, I like that feud. I enjoy that feud immensely. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it's going to be, it'll probably be true because they want to be probably be able to build Roman up again. But honestly, it's, it's to the point where like, Drew, he came into WWE young and pudgy and then left and went Indian and all of a sudden he is, like, for lack of a better word, stacked, paused, super paused. Because it's like, bruh, like, he's a different person. Like, Drew, the, the, the Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre that was there in the first place, oh my God, no. This guy now, Please. I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley anywhere. He's fucking scary. No, not at all. Bro, it's it's, it's, it's night and day the difference between this guy. He cuts great promos. Promos. I actually was excited about him having like a long feud with um, Strowman. I thought that was going to be the goal, and I was like, oh, I'm for that. Because he's like, he's a bad enough heel. Like even when like when you kick Dean Ambrose's face to like a steroid a steroid of some sort, like that's yeah creative smart like that go with it I, I like uh, I like his moves but I like his promos man I like his old demeanor he's not trying too hard he's just being himself um, it is I agree with how that is frustrating to see him in a force role mm. however I do think he thrives there and I do think he's aware that he's just playing the role he's given until the time comes um, but if he doesn't have the title by SummerSlam I would be incredibly shocked I'd be incredibly shocked. And to piggyback off that, you could kind of let him revisit the whole I broke the shield thing if you let him go over Roman going into a feud with Seth. And you yeah. say, look what I I made your buddy Dean run off to another wrestling promotion. You don't even have to name who it is. Right. Then, I kicked his head off. He ran to another wrestling promotion. Yeah. I kicked Roman in the head. Now he's too afraid to show up on Raw again. Right. Stuff like that. That's how you write that promo. Tell Seth he's next type thing. Right. And, and that writes itself. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then not to piggyback off if, like, because knowing WWE, they won't do it. But if it's an Andrade versus Roman thing, uh, now you can bring back, like, all, like, Roman's power moves. And then Andrade can high fly a little bit more and he can show us, oh, those matches would be good. Oh, hot take. Good stuff, man. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's no secret here. Y'all know the big dog is my guy. But um, I also really, 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 really like Drew McIntyre. Uh, since he's came back, like before when he was there, he was the chosen one, quote unquote. And, you know, everybody was in love with him. I didn't really get it. Um, you know, I saw the potential. But outside of that, like, I didn't know why everybody was so just like high on the guy you know what I mean but uh you know he went he left the company went and just you know transformed himself you know went out there did some work for impact did some work out there wasn't he in Ireland and the promotion out there too yeah so you know he did that he was champion out there at the other promotions and you know he came back he was uh NXT champ and you know he's he, the guy's been been awesome like he he looks like what you want. Uh, he looks like the prototypical wrestling heavyweight champion. You know what I'm saying? He has all of the looks. He has the moves in the ring. He can talk like the guy said. You know, there is 
no reason why Drew hasn't touched the 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 the, the uh, universal title or WWE title for that matter uh, just yet. But it should be happening soon, and I think this is his rise. You got the the, the feud right there with Shane. You know, some type of chicanery if you have it that way, or if you have it, just be a clean finish where Drew wins without any assistance from anybody. But you have the workings there to keep this feud kind of going, or at least this rivalry where, you know, Revival can come and pop in and maybe distract Roman. Shane could come. You might even see Elias pop up. Who knows? But uh, I think uh, it, it's the, the odds that, you know, Roman would have to overcome to get the W tonight. It should be too much, you know, without any allies, quote unquote. So uh, I'm going to go with Big Drew McIntyre for the W tonight. Let me tell you how much they like Drew McIntyre that first run. Apparently, he had a match with Taker on SmackDown. And Taker came out first. That's that's a rumor. I don't know if that was true or not. Wow. But when's the last time you saw Taker come out first? Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. So he And if that happened, then, yeah, he truly was the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? If they made Taker come out first, that's that's crazy. All right, all right. So we're down to our last two matches. Uh, you know, the main event matches. Uh, Universal title. Which one y'all want to get first? Get into first. Universal <coughs> championship or the WWE championship? There's going to be a lot of negativity either way about the challengers. So I'll let one of you decide. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like either way, because I'm with him. Same thing for me. Like, I'm not really excited about either one of them, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. Then I guess we'll go ahead and get into the uh, WWE championship match with our champion, Kofi Kingston, facing Dolph Ziggler in a steel match. Here's here's not my understanding. We just had a steel cage match at the last paper. Well, not the last pay per view, the one before Money in the Bank last month. There was a steel. Why are we having another steel cage match? Like steel cage matches back, like it used to mean something. Now we're just throwing them on two pay per views in a row, <laughs> or two out of three pay per views, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll say this: those guys have great chemistry, uh, Dolphin Kofi. Um, I just can't see Dolph going over because there's really nowhere to go from there. Even if he retains versus Kofi, all right, so who's his next feud? Do you get the IC title off Finn and put the WWE Championship on Finn? Because there's no way Dolph needs to be more than a transitional champion if he touches the championship. Right. Um, I'd go Kofi, and you said, all right, here's another hot take, because you said, where's Luke Harper? Maybe Kofi goes over, maybe Luke Harper pops back up and attacks him after the match. I don't know. It, you got possibilities, more possibilities. If Kofi retains, you got Orton, who I feel like owes Kofi one. Like ten years ago, he definitely owes Kofi. Right. Um. You got, yeah. You just got more possibilities. You got, even though I don't want to see him touch the championship, maybe you'll propel Elias into the the title picture. Um. And unfortunately, I, I think Kofi's next opponent. Might be the best in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I say that with super sarcasm in my voice as far as his actual title. But, yeah, I, I think Shane's going to get a WWE Championship match. What? Yeah. The way they're pushing him. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he went over Roman. Yeah. Damn it. I think about that. I wouldn't be he surprised over, if he won it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I don't think he'll win it though, only because I'm because I think Brock's gonna cash in on the WWE champion, so they could have Brock be 
to face a SmackDown going into the move in October. I'm not saying I like that, but with that UFC tie-in, Fox is going to definitely want that championship on Brock, at least to start the uh, initial run on Friday nights as well, which is a death blow basically for champ or for TV shows being on Fridays usually. So they're definitely going to want the biggest name possible being the face of yeah. that brand. Yeah. I I mean honestly, there's there's no. There is no winning with any like with 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 any of those matches, and the reason why I say that just because you know who you want to go over, you know who you want to win both those matches, you know how you want those matches to go, and the fact that those are the main event matches is it's stupid, bro. It's dumb. Part of the reason why they're not even close to selling out that arena and they're having the tarp off sections. Exactly, exactly, because you're not you're not using your big draw, you're not using the match that people want to see. Kofi versus AJ, interesting match might not ever happen just because we haven't thought it through how, how the process to put that together just it's just certain things like certain things like Kofi and Orton like uh, Hot Take just said that would be a legitimate match matter of fact Orton had one of the best matches at Super Showdown with Triple H that's just one of his best matches it was really good it, it was really good and he and he actually carried the match to be honest with you he carried the match plus you can actually Orton take Orton seriously like you, why am I right. th- like why am I supposed to take Dolph Ziggler seriously right now Exactly, exactly. I cannot take Dolph seriously. I see Dolph as someone who was once at the top, the very top, and you didn't utilize him. Now he's like, doesn't matter. It's not important. I don't care what he does. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it not going to matter. Like, he hasn't, number one, he's lost a step. He's lost slightly a step. It's a small step, but he's lost a step. Two, he's not motivated to be champion anymore. He's just doing it now for the money at this point. That's obvious. Um, and three, you, you don't want to see him anymore. What's the point? Why? No one is like clamoring for Dolph Ziggler anymore like we used to. We used to clamor for short shorts, pause. Dolph Ziggler with the grind, pause. And the loud shorts, pause. I don't even know if that is a pause from pause anyway. Because that was what that was what was sold. It was dope. It was good. It was a good setup. We cheered for him because he was an underdog, but now he's not that no more. He's not the underdog. You've been there for years, bro. You've touched the title twice. You've been IC champion more than multiple times. Tag champion multiple times, bro. Um, U.S. heavyweight, U.S. U.S. Uh, U.S. champ a couple times. Yeah, bro. You were the same. You were in the same time scene. Was there, bro? We're done with you, bro. We're good. Thank you, though. Thank you. If he disappeared for like two years and came back, and some crazy, awesome. But like he's been there, like he's literally been there all the time. No, bro, no. Kofi, Kofi, in ten seconds, please get the match up for it. I want to. Oh wow. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll say ten seconds. Sheesh, that's, that's pretty harsh. Man. No, they'll, they'll have one of the longest matches on the card, only because they're in a steel cage, and that last steel cage match with Miz and Chain, they just had. Um, it was. It wasn't bad. It's just. If you're gonna do a, a world championship match in the steel cage, it has to be like one of the longest matches on the card, right? Bunch of false finishes and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd still be shocked if Dolph went over though. With that being said, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't think Kofi's losing his title until SummerSlam. I'm, I know I've said SummerSlam a couple of times here, uh, but maybe. Um, I, I I I disagree as far as it being boring though. I think you know we do want to see more of Dolph. We want to see more of this Dolph in particular, uh, where he actually you know 
is relevant. You know what I mean? It, it, they've made me relevant. Like, you know, Kenny said it a couple of times before, you know, you, you go back to that Survivor Series uh, where he was the last man standing, like, Dolph was over. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's just kind of like, it seems like when people get themselves over, you know, in WWE and it's not planned, that's when it's an issue for some reason. And they do their due diligence to bury these guys after that. And that's the part that's atrocious. But um, Cesaro, I, yeah, you know, it, 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 the list goes on. You know, uh, Rusev did it, you know, Damien Sandow, like, Sandow. and it's like, Garrett. I would think <laughs> you want that organic, uh, you know what I'm saying, thing where the reaction where the crowd is getting behind somebody organically and it's not yeah. nothing you have to force feed. But, um, in terms of this WWE Championship match, man, um. I think Kofi retains. I don't think we see Kofi lose his title until SummerSlam. You put it on the biggest stage, he, that'll have given him some time, you know what I mean, to have held the title. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking while y'all was talking, though, man. Like, have they said what show uh, uh, Bray Wyatt is supposed to appear on? Like, what, what show he's supposed They've to? He's been airing the vignettes or those little segments. The, uh Firefly Funhouse on both brands, but I believe he's still technically a member of Raw. And they have hinted that it's it's basically just going to be a darker version of his character. If you saw the, the way the last one ended, he looks yeah. like it's a whole Joker thing going on. Um, so it's but with this wild card rule, I mean, you, you could see him go after the WWE Championship. Like I said, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen as far as for sure who his next feud would be against if Kofi retains. But I feel like you can't put Bray in that position and keep having him job out because the last time they did it wrong you know, they put the title on him in the Elimination Chamber. And you have Orton go over at WrestleMania and like, yeah, that was kind of the option. You probably should have Bray win the Rumble and gave him an actual decent run. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to be on Raw though. To answer your question. I believe he's still listed in the Raw roster. Yeah, I mean it's I think Bray deserves. I think Bray is they 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 screwed up with Bray too because Bray was white hot, like that Shield match versus the Wyatt family match. That match wasn't even the main event, but that was one of the best matches of that night just because people really were clamoring to see it. They gave it to him. I go one yeah, step no. further and say it was one of the best matches in WWE of the year outside of Daniel yeah. Bryan and Triple H at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, that was that was one of the best matches because it was. All six of those guys put on a damn show. It was good. It was. I still watch that match over and over again because it was a good match. What I don't it's of them too. They had one back in the day when main event when people used to actually watch it and used to come on. I think like Ion TV or something. They had a yeah. Shield. It was like that was the only time the Shield went over. Uh, yeah. Then they had one on Raw in Chicago. Yep. When Seth walked out on the Shield because he got tired of Roman and Dean arguing. But yeah, no, all all those matches. All of them were good. And I, and I feel like Bray should have touched a couple times before he even touched this one. But like Luke Harper touched the IC title a couple times. Rowan hasn't touched, Rowan has touched tag, both tag titles now, apparently. But I just feel like, I feel like and, and even when they were like tag team with the Usos, like I feel like, like now, this is Bray's time. Do not slander or ruin this by putting him with like someone who's like not even worthy. Like don't 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 have all these vignettes and then Bray wins the IC title. Come on, bro, don't do that. That's stupid. No, make a legitimate match, even if it's like, for example, 
what if you do um what if you have uh Seth versus whoever SummerSlam um what's his name uh Brock cashes in and then all of a sudden Bray has a vignette at the end or whatever and now now you feel the match for um Survivor Series TLC or WrestleMania that's the road to WrestleMania at that point yeah cool I'm with that because that match is actually something scary now you put Brock in the Dilfus round or whatever kind of with the Undertaker round but now with the guy who's living on the street you know what I mean so either one it's just just do something well with Bray is all I'm asking and let him actually hold the title for a while because it might end up actually being beneficial I'm still here. Oh, okay. Do we lose Tim? Tim, you there? Tim? We lost Tim. We've lost him. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go and say that his pick was supposed to be Kofi. Yeah. We'll go with that. Say his pick was supposed to be Kofi in the first place. Because I think that's probably who we're supposed to. And I guess I'm gonna have to go from there. Then we got the main event: Seth versus Baron. I'll let you start that off. I think I, I I don't I hate Baron Corbin as I've stated earlier, so there's no point in doing this at all. So let's just go with Seth and call it a wild draw and hope that Brock doesn't cash in. Well, I don't think Brock's gonna end up cashing in on Seth just because it kind of go back to status quo. Yeah. If he does cash in, he's already touched the Universal Championship for however many however many months his first run. I believe he kept it for about year and a half not a year and a half about a year well almost a year and a half yeah year and four months yeah and then right after that he got it back for another five months like that crown jewel um yeah i'm gonna go with seth you have potential feuds for him outside of that propel bobby lashley in that position for a placeholder until SummerSlam. you even see a wild card not even a wild card rule just a wild card thrown that way you could maybe finally push cesaro I'd love that. Him uh, extreme rules from Seth. Yeah, I would because you know it would it would it would it would be awesome if it was like one of those things where you had Seth versus Joe, Seth versus um, even uh, Drew or Seth. Even if you made like a potential like reunion where it's like Seth versus Roman, the Revenge. Like you know you got a lot of potential things for Seth because it would all work out. But it's just gonna depend on what they decide to do with and how they want to go about doing it. So. I, I really want this match to be over with him and Baron. And I really want Brock to no longer have the briefcase because it's giving me anxiety watching him with the briefcase. briefcase. <laughs> like, who's cashing on? I, I feel like it can't be Seth. Like I said, I, I just can't see him going out to the Universal Championship again. It will kind of defeat the purpose of putting that briefcase on him. I, I, I seriously believe it's to have that UFC tie-in on Fox. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'd like that because I don't want to see Kofi have to do that but at the same time I think that's the route they're headed towards yeah because is, is, has he has Cormier and him been confirmed yet I heard Cormier wanted to well Brock's done with UFC I think he officially a while back announced it like he's done for real for real now because uh, I think Cormier already has a flight scheduled somewhere else they were rumors that Cormier they were wanting him to be a commentator for Smackdown when they move it to Fox so if you do get that, it'll probably be in WWE. Maybe you market that. Yeah. Maybe for a WrestleMania or something. Yeah. I'm like along those lines, but it depends yeah. on what you do. 
and I think honestly, like with with Seth having these potential opponents, like uh, if you move up other people um, from NXT roster or whatever, and that becomes a thing, like for Survivor Series, like what if it's like uh, SmackDown, Raw, NXT? You know what I mean? Like what if it's one of those type of things where you get like triple threat matches with like the um, NXT champion and all type of other stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like that would be pretty cool. You know what I mean? But um, that would just be something to see. Absolutely. So yeah. Well, I'm gonna make Tim's pick for him. I, yep. I'm gonna say he would say Seth as well. Uh, I think he said at one point he kind of liked Baron Corbin, but I just think, and I, this is me talking. He almost has that heat where it's just like not even we think you're a good heel heat. He has this like go away heat, or we don't think you need to be in this position. Heat. That's why I think when people get the Corbin. Yeah, like even with Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, I feel like it's one of those things where, um, depending on how you go about doing it, or depending on how you actually do do it, like you either like him or you dislike him strongly. And like, if you dislike him strongly, it's like how you dislike him. You know what I mean? So yeah, it just depends. Absolutely. Well, guys, so, that's yeah. it. That's our something else prediction. Uh, we don't know what happened to Tim. Hopefully he'll be able to edit this out if there's a long pause after this. After me and Joe sign off because it still says the sign on. Joe, Kenny, and Tim. There's our stumping grounds preview. Peace out. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy yourself, guys. Good day.